Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today's episode, Scoot. You know, I was in Firenze, Florence, Italy, Firenze for Italians. Uh, I had driven from somewhere else in Italy, and when we got into the suburbs of Firenze, at every light, we were surrounded in our car by bicycles and scooters and motorbikes and motorcycles around us like insects so that when the light changed, they all took off. You had to be careful not to hit them. And of course, they rode between cars inches away from you. It was horrible, just horrible. And when we finally got to the hotel, the uh, doorman said, uh, I'll put your rental car in the lot. You can have it when you're ready. I said, I never want to see it again. Call Hertz and tell them to take it away. I've had it. I will never drive in forens again. It's legal in Los Angeles and elsewhere legal for motorcycles to ride between cars on the white line between lanes at high speeds with inches to spare. I've never seen anyone open their door, but someday someone will and the motorcycle will go down in a lump or skid under a bus. It's very dangerous and it's legal. Most bicyclists I see who are always whining and bitching and moaning that cars are too uh, burdensome, the cars are bullies, that they don't have enough room. They don't obey the, the um, road limits. They don't obey the, the traffic laws. And they'll go through stop signs, and they'll go through red lights, and they'll take illegal turns. Uh, and they don't obey anything, yet they're always bitching and moaning that they're not given enough room on the road. Some of these guys yell into my convertible, and I tell them, pull around to the front of my car so I can hear you. So I step on the gas. Now we have something completely new. And that's scooters, motorized scooters, run by Uber and Lyft and some independent companies with the same kind of software. You get the app, and the app shows these scooters' locations. I was just in Washington, D.C., for example. And the scooters are left all over the streets, all over the sidewalks, and sometimes in the middle of the street. And when you call it up on the application, you see where they are on the GPS map, And you also see with a little analog device how much charge they have left in them. So if you're going some distance, you want to get one with a larger charge. Overnight, some independent companies, I think, who are contracted, pick these things up and charge them and bring them back again. You can reserve one. You can hit the app and reserve one, and no one else can take it until you get there. And when you get there, you pick up the scooter and you scan it into your phone, Your billing begins, usually for a trip it's probably two bucks. You kickstart it to get the thing moving and then the motor hits and at your destination you leave the scooter on the street and you end the ride with your iPhone and the billing's ended. Now what could go wrong with this? Well they're left all over the sidewalks and the streets. They are ugly and they are hazardous, especially at night. They go about 30 miles an hour, which is just about as fast as my German Shepherd at top speed, who's clocked at 32 miles an hour. They are erratically maintained. They are not taken care of well. They're pushed around. They're dropped. And I don't think they're cared for very well. What on earth could go wrong? Well, here are eight interesting facts. As far as I can see, I could be wrong about some of this. As far as I can see, there is no driver's license required. I don't think anyone asks you for a license on the app or otherwise. Consequently, I don't think there's an age limit that's apparent. You could probably be 12 or 102. There are no safety features other than a light, if it's working, that's on at night. There are no seatbelts or anything else. Uh, 
There's no metal around you, no safety features, no horn. They are used in the dark, hence the light. They are often used on the sidewalks because people who ride them find the sidewalks, at least in Washington, smoother than the asphalt of the streets, which is potholed and rutted. People carry packages on them. Now, don't forget, you've got to steer this with at least one hand. They carry packages on them. People stare at their iPhones on them, either making a call or trying to text with one hand or looking at their own GPS to figure out where to go with the scooter. They are very easy to ride under the influence of almost anything, marijuana, liquor, or anything else. And I'll tell you, how long before a baby carriage is hit with one of these things racing down the sidewalk. An elderly person using a cane or a wheelchair is hit. A troop of students on some field trip is plowed through. Personal property is destroyed. A German shepherd sees a threat on its way approaching his family and decides to protect it by killing the scooter and the person on it. A defective scooter throws the rider under a bus. So far as I know, guide dogs used for people who are visually disabled, handicapped, aren't taught how to deal with these things. Progress is great in our society, but not unfettered progress. That sound you hear, by the way, right now, is the collective salivation of 10,000 personal injury lawyers just gearing up for business. And that is the uncomfortable truth.